So our Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 35, starting at verse 1, and it can be found on page 673. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. And the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Holy Way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveller, not even fool, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you stand with me for our psalm this morning? We have a special psalm with some words involved for us all to say together. Out of the depths I have called to you, Lord. Let your ears be open to hear my voice. My hope is in God's word. If you recorded all our sins, who could come before you? My hope is in God's word. There is forgiveness with you, therefore you shall be feared. My hope is in God's word. My soul is longing for the Lord, more than those who watch for daybreak. My hope is in God's word. O Israel, wait for the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. My hope is in God's word. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. My hope is in God's word. And we remain standing for our gospel reading. Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Matthew 2, O Lord. Matthew chapter 11, starting to read verse 2, and it can be found on page 10. 
When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offence at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. We hold a moment stillness and then I'll lead you in a prayer. My hope is in your word. May this indeed be the answer for our lives and for others we pray for and care for. For Jesus' sake. Amen. So this is Christmas. Another year is over and a new one will begin. So this is Christmas. Everybody is having fun. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Some people are despairing, this is a serious point, of a blue Christmas. The whole thing just gets people down. Uh, Our Old Testament reading does rather rub our noses in it, doesn't it, with joy. I mean, appropriately so. Advent 1, love. Advent 2, peace. And Advent 3 is joy. And some Christian churches of a more Catholic tradition have a lilac or pink candle. Laudate, joy. Back to the Old Testament reading. You rejoice with singing and joy, verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 35. The speechless will sing for joy, verse 6. Then twice over in verse 10. Everlasting joy will be upon your heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. I'm sure you've got the message. We are to be joyful And indeed, of course, that's a great Christian message. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. There's a beautiful phrase also in Isaiah chapter 35, which speaks of streams in the desert. A desert, of course, is a place of uh, nothing, 
and there is a stream. The whole thing is parched, but there's water. There is one great devotional guide, which I have to say I've used over a number of years, called Streams in the Desert. It gives a reflection for each day of the year. In fact, I was mentioning it only last Sunday to someone. If you're finding life hard, this particular reading, not for the faint-hearted, your soul is grabbed by the scruff of its neck and you're more than rubbed in it, as it were, but you'll find there is a stream in the desert. One of the difficulties, it seems to me, about the perplexity of people's mental health is you don't always know what's going on beneath the surface. But it is true that many people struggle with the season of joy. Sorry on the notices that we've missed off uh, the reflection I'm holding on Monday evening. It's tomorrow evening, weather permitting, room 4, 7.30, discussing this book, The Bible and Mental Health. It's had wider profile, but if you wanted to come, again, come along, sorry we've missed the date off. It's tomorrow evening. What can we say for ourselves or particularly for those who might struggle during this season of joy? First of all, limiting loneliness. It's always good to look out for people who are on their own at Christmas time. Some people actually just prefer it that way and it wouldn't be helpful to enforce company upon them. Some people, it seems to be, could be emboldened actually to ask for help and to seek company if solitude and loneliness is not their thing this Christmas time. It isn't so much the first year of an anniversary of grief or bereavement that's the hardest time, for every experience then is new. It's the second year and the year after because you then realise that that is your constant experience. No, I really won't see that person again. Look after each other. Don't always make assumptions about what's on the surface is true. And then there's this whole thing of constant celebration. The parties start terrifying me early. I love a good party. I love happiness in the room. But actually, if you think about it, there are bombs going off in Jersey. The economic climate of the whole world is completely through the floor. Putin hasn't been shot yet. The world out there is pretty grim. And you put this up against a naive, constant celebration, and actually, I think people who can't cope with that have probably got more humanity about them than a naive, constant celebration. In fact, I read a very profound article a few years back that said the Christian church's constant celebration with its big tops, its big tents, its loud music, and its incessant draining on of joy is in, is in fact an escapist route because it can't cope with what's happening in the world outside. Just remember, some people, if they're finding life particularly hard, can't cope with constant celebration. 
And then, of course, and I'm probably preaching to myself on this, you've got a peculiar sense of perfectionism. I kind of blame the Victorians for this. Why does Christmas have to be so perfect? What if the Brussels sprouts are squidgy? Who cares? Just don't eat them. What if the turkey's dry? Pour more gravy on it. What if the whole thing is not perfect? Get real. Neither is life. You're here. (laughs) We're not perfect. It can all get too much. And then relatives, really. Oh, dear. Great Uncle Egbert has had too much prune juice. Flatulence has overcome him for the whole afternoon. Silly Sammy has got a bogey with viscosity that's just about halfway down the chin and he's licking it and he's enjoying it. You've got teenagers on their phone seeking connection with the human race and they're not talking or looking at anyone. Relatives, really. Just don't have them around. (laughs) No, no, seriously. It's probably just better to laugh at the whole thing or invite them next year, make an excuse. And then I'll conclude with this silly spirituality. When will we meet Christ at Christmas time? Sometimes there are just too many services. Sometimes there's just too much to go to. Please don't stay away. (laughs) Particularly when the bishop's here next week and we've got Alpha coming up. But you'll need to find a time to meet with Christ yourself. Do a rain check. I mean, this could be seriously depressing. 15 carol services, umpteen presents, umpteen emotional demands, but you've never met Christ. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Yes, that was wonderful. But I, he hasn't come to me yet. Find a way. Find a time. And you'll know when it happens. The joy of the Lord is my strength, says Nehemiah. My particular joy is Malcolm Sargent's version in the late 50s of Messiah. Comfort ye. That's all I need to hear. Except I've lost the record in the house move. (laughs) So I'm now going to find the bringer of jollity from Gustav Hulse, the planets. It's the fourth planet, it's the fourth track. It's simply joyful and happy. Gustav Holst was the son of an astrologer. He became a Christian and Christianized his mother's obsession with the stars and astrology. He didn't poo-poo the whole thing because there's a track on Jupiter. But he knew who the bringer of jollity is, the bringer of joy. It's Jesus Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Not your strength, not your church, not your vicar, not your relatives, not your celebration. It's the joy of the Lord is your strength. Somehow to inhabit his joy 
will give us strength. Maybe put on track one, Mars, the bringer of war, and go to war on all the blues and depression of Christmas time. Chase it all away and find in Jesus that the joy of the Lord is your strength this day and every Christmas time. A moment's quiet and we'll pray together. Father, however it is for us this Christmas time and for those we care for and pray for, we pray that your joy by the power of your Spirit might come upon us and bubble up within us. We ask it in the name of him who came as our Emmanuel this day and every day.